Welcome to Cracky Gems Podcast, the podcast where I talk about chronic illness, creativity and everything under the sun. I'm Gem Swallow, this is Cracky Gems Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 84. What do you do for a living? Hi. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Quacky Gems Podcast. If you are new here, hello and welcome. I'm Gem. I'm broadcasting from Southampton, UK. If you're an avid listener, you may have been thinking, hold on a sec. I remember this theme being on your social media, especially on Instagram stories where you asked me this question about two weeks ago. You wouldn't be wrong. Yeah. I was planning on making this episode episode 83, but because of the second opinion, it kind of took a back step. And so this now is going to be the episode where we talk about it. And I'm also happy to say that we have some shout outs. So with that in mind, I did take to my social media a few weeks ago and I said on my Instagram stories, when someone asks you, what do you do for a living? What do you say? Because we've all had it, right? Where we go to like an appointment or you meet someone, if you're able to get out, if you have the energy. And one of the first things that people talk about is, you know, your name, where you're from, what you do for a living. If you are chronically ill though, that's kind of a little bit more difficult because you can't really work for nine to five and you have to kind of accept this. And this is something that I kind of realized that I'd known nine years ago. So you might remember, if you haven't checked out the episode that I'm about to tell you about, then you can do, you can find it on my website, thequackygem.wordpress.com or if you're listening via a podcast app, just scroll on backwards and you'll see the episode there. In the episode, I talked about Brexit and I mentioned some similarities, you know, that nine years ago the recession took place and I noticed that even now, it still has an effect on people's lives, nine years on. And what we're going through Brexit, no one knows really where they stand on it. We're just kind of waiting to see if there's going to be more jobs, if there's going to be less jobs, you know, if more people will lose their jobs. It's kind of been happening for the last few weeks, a few months, so it'd be curious to see how it all pans out. When I was unemployed, I was relatively healthy, or so I thought. And where I'm from, even though I'm from a town, I'm from a town called Southampton in the UK. Though here, I'll be honest with you, even growing up as a child, there isn't very much to do here. I mean, we're a hospital community, so basically you've got a hospital one way and you've got schools the other. Apart from that, you kind of, where I'm sat right now in my bedroom, to my north, there's a hospital, to my east, there's a school, to my west, there's Docklands. And apart from that, really, there's nothing here that you could spread your wings and think, I could do that. So if you were kind of more into, I don't know, graphic design or audio or you're into something that wasn't the norm you know if you wanted to have something that i have a high street 15 minutes away and sometimes it's very hard to get there for someone like me because i have chronic illnesses so the isolation is very much there so you have to look a lot online and sometimes unless you can do it from home it's very difficult to find your place and this is something that I've been thinking about just lately. So I remember being unemployed. I'm in my 30s now. When I was 25, I remember being unemployed. I came out of college, the college course I was on, they told me that it was going to lead me into radio. It didn't. I think to be honest at the time I just wanted to kind of keep the numbers, you know, and I got, for lack of a better word, kicked out of college because 
the course that I was kind of advertised or the course that I was kind of sold, it wasn't what I was hoping for. My heart wasn't in it. It was more for, I mean, don't get me wrong, I passed the first, like the first part of the course, which was um, moving image and sound production, but it didn't lead me to where I wanted to go. So when I was around about 18, I found myself unemployed for the very first time. And this experience opened up it opens up a whole different kind of perspective and a lot of it was negative if I'm being honest. So as I was made kind of like to be unemployed, I hadn't signed on the job seekers yet, you know, and I, or for lack of a better word, some other people might know it as a doll. I hadn't signed on the doll yet. I had no idea where I was going. All I knew was that I wanted to do something creative because up until that point, that's what I had done. You know, it's the way my as I talked about previously on this podcast, it was my way of understanding the world around me. But I joined a rat race that was mainly becoming unemployed too because it was kind of like the end of days. You came out and then all of a sudden the recession hit and everyone was scrambling for a job. And when you went into a job seekers, the amount of energy, none of it was positive. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of the staff I came across were kind of there to get paid, but they didn't really put a duty of care into what happened to you. When someone says about job seekers or courses they send you to, you're kind of expecting to have, I don't know, someone sit there, go over your CV and say, okay, do you know what? We have, um, we have another company that would be great for you. They can help you with your CV. They can get you onto maybe a college course or we can tweak your CV. How about some work experience? You know, we can find something that's gonna be great for you. This is kind of like what you expect. Didn't happen at all. So back in the day when the recession hit, and to me, this is kind of like deja vu a little bit because of Brexit, but back in the day when the recession hit, we were put on something called the work program and we were taught to fine tune our CV. However, it was so outdated. I can't even begin to describe how, de- how outdated this thing was. So. It was essentially being put in a room with an amount of computers. There are more people there than computers. And we were told to spend every day looking for a job. And being from a small, I mean, I'll be honest, Southampton really isn't that big. Being from a small town and being told to look in the local newspaper, I mean, for every one job you're going for, there's hundreds going for the exact same job. Some of them might have more experience or less, but you know, be it regardless, a lot of people are going for the exact same job. And I remember every week, you know, being having the newspaper laid on the living room floor and thinking, I've got to find something here. I've got to get out of this. And I remember this is where my fatigue came in because I was literally having to go into my local town and sit there and spend lots of time concentrating there were even bars on the windows literally the room that I was in one of the rooms there were bars in the windows you were sat in a room with people you didn't know you know usually if you're going to go into a place there's CRB police checks or something I remember one time experiencing something I never wished to experience and it kind of shocked me I couldn't wait to get off it and my body had had enough and chronic fatigue came into my life and that's kind of how I knew I couldn't do it anymore. But one thing I did notice was that when I used to say about the jobs I was looking for, I did, wasn't really pointed in the, like, the direction of. I mean, on my CV it says, you know, that I've done radio, 
I have experience in that. I have experience in creativity, so it is there, you know, and I've experienced in retail, things like that, you know, it is there. But when I went to the job seekers and when I sat in front of these people that were supposed to help you, they really kind of gave me the idea that we're going to put you here, find yourself a job, we don't care what it is, just get yourself a job. We really don't care. And if that was applied, I don't know if that's still applied to now, if people that are unemployed and on the job seekers, I'm not talking about being ill, but if you were literally healthy but unemployed, I don't know if that still happens, if it's still as strict as it was, but I found that I felt unheard, and now, nine years later, mental health is a lot more talked about than it was then. If I'd known mental health as what it is now, if it had been like that back then, I think that a lot of people would have been in trouble. And the strange thing being is that the people that were keeping me in this place, basically, it was kind of, if you didn't show up and sit in this room, you wouldn't get paid. And you were literally, it was kind of like you were being used to keep other people in employment. It's like, imagine having a classroom full of kids, they're turning up to learn something. I remember a few people actually turned up when they first found out about this thing called the work program in, you know, suits and in um, interview attire, I guess you could call it. Wasn't that at all. It was basically saying about your CV, but it wasn't until now when I look back and I think, oh my God, you think now you're able to work from home if you can find the role, you're able to freelance jobs back then when I was talking because I kind of thought I wanted to go into something creative freelance wasn't a thing for me back then didn't know kind of what it was and as I mentioned living where I live <laughs> there's nothing here in regards to that and I noticed that now I mean people are talking about freelance jobs talking about working from home they're talking about you know maybe working for a company on the side they might have a side hustle or they're planning on starting a business you have all these little kind of seeds that are growing and looking back and I'm like wow you know when they used to talk about your CV and updating it or how to talk in an interview basically if you went into a place of work now like say when you used to write down your CV and you used to say things like a covering letter, you know, dear sir or madam, blah, 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 I think I'm interested in this job. If you went into an interview and you had just come from the work programme, you were, the energy would be all wrong because you're going into someone's place of work, right? They, they work there. To them, they might be a manager, they might be the owner, they might just be someone that works there like a supervisor or whatever. But they work there, they're used to having an environment where maybe they talk to people and, you know, they're used to... I don't know, collaborating, and depends on the kind of work you're looking for, but if you're going to go into a place to work like for retail, basically they just want to know that you're approachable and that you can do the job and they're going to have no issues with you. And if you don't have a lot of experience, they just want to know that you're kind of a quick learner and you're not going to bring any issues to their door. It's not that difficult to work out. However, if, you're in, if you want to go to freelance, it kind of... Back then, if you'd applied the freelance template of, you know, you work from home, you work from your own thing, there would have been so much stress because it's like it has to be every day. You have to be 16 hours a day. It has to be this, has to be that. And I realised just now, looking back, how much of a stress that was. So that imprinted on me. I mean, growing up, I was from a single parent family. My mum had to keep us going. And financially, we were living off my mum's paycheck. 
And so for me, watching my mum do her best, it installed a work ethic in me. And it's something that I grew up. My siblings are all the same. And my mum is still the same, you know. She has arthritis and has pain, but she's still able to hold down a job. And for her, it's important to be able to do so. For me, I can see the advantages of having employment, but it's to me, there's a fine line. Yes, yeah, important to have employment, but having said that, I believe it's important to have employment where it suits you. Where you don't feel you have to be there because otherwise you're going to be unemployed and basically go through hell. And that to me is something that I guess has taken nine years, but I'm, get, I'm kind of working it out thinking what I experienced really should not have happened. And as I mentioned, the people that were keeping me there, really, they all lost their jobs because there wasn't a place for them. It was kind of like a government, I don't know, it's kind of like one of them companies that governments kind of find and then they'd send you there because they have no idea what to do. Back in the recession, um, it was kind of, it was sat on the job seekers' shoulders to get us out of the recession. Now, the recession was caused by the banks. And the banks, someone or a group of people took their eye off the ball and the rest of us paid a heavy price for it. And from my experience, going from being a college student to being unemployed, it was that I had like the taste of um, an adulthood that shouldn't have happened. I think that especially during my education where, especially in secondary school, I needed, I was on a different timetable than everyone else. But I feel like there should have been more put in place to support people going through one of the hardest times the UK had faced at that time. And now looking back, especially as we enter Brexit, I know a lot of people are worried about Brexit. And it's kind of, I see a little bit of history repeating itself. Because it's like, please don't go down that road again. You know, as I mentioned, I identify, I, to be honest, I identify as being a podcaster, though I don't get paid for it. But for me... Back nine years ago, I didn't know what podcasting was, and I didn't even know I was going to do that. I was just someone that was unemployed and trying to find a job. But looking back, I think of how wrong it was and how a lot of things needed to change. But my hope going forward, especially with Brexit, as in the UK, we're supposed to be leaving with a deal on October 31st. Whether or not that happens has yet to be seen. There's a lot of stuff going on in the news. However... I digress, let's bring it back to the question at hand. So, being someone with a chronic illness, when I get invited to an appointment, be it a doctor's appointment or whatever, some of the time, not all the time, but some of the time I'm asked, what do you do for a living? And I think for them, they want to know if your health has deteriorated that much that you need time off from the job you, you're doing. I have found that the more creative you are, the more able that maybe you're able to handle certain situations, because I find that when you're creative, you're unlocking this part of your brain that's all about problem solving and about finding a rhythm, it's all about kind of mindfulness. And I've realised that I personally think people that have creative jobs, if they were freelance, I know the stresses are still there, you know, trying to kind of find your next job and this, but I find that they're more happier. Being a podcaster, I've been able to talk to people from all different walks of life. Some have been freelancers and to be honest, I connect well with them because it's like, oh my God, this is like an exciting world. I'm, you know, exciting world I have never had before. So it's like, yay, kind of kid in the candy, candy shop. And you talk to people that kind of want to go into the media as well. 
I mean, I talked to one listener that wants to become a writer, another one that's um, a freelance content creator, and one of my friends is becoming kind of similar to like a ghostwriter. And it's like, for example, my younger brother is a graphic designer. I'm trying to kind of move into the field of maybe voiceover work, if not, then podcasting. And it's really interesting because if that had been there nine years ago, it would have been a completely different experience. But because of where you live, I wonder if that has a part to play. So I do have some shout outs because I wondered, like, if you're asked this very question, you know, being in the chronic illness community as well. And I don't want that to sound negative because anyone can become ill. And I was just having a conversation with my brother just recently about the podcast. And I said to him, even though it's a niche subject, anyone can become ill. I became ill again at 25. I had migraines at 12, 25 hit and I became ill and I'm now in my early 30s. It can happen to anyone, provided the environment's, you know, of a certain way, or your stress levels are a certain way, it can happen to anyone you know, it can happen to you. It's just a matter of time and what's happening in your surroundings and I guess what kind of path you're on. So I ask you guys, if someone asks you what you do for a living, what you say, and I haven't, <laughs> okay, I'm kind of going to be really frank here, okay, so when I recorded this episode, it was supposed to be episode 83, when I recorded it about a week ago, I had shout-outs and I had the people that shouted out. I know who the people are, but I can't remember all of your social media handles. So I've had to <laughs> memorise them, because usually what I do is I take the screenshot on my phone and refer to it later for show notes of the podcast. So because of the week from hell that I've just endured, I might not remember your social media handle, but I remember what you said. So I will try my best in remembering your social media handles. Okay. This one I thought was like, yes, darling, on my wavelength. Okay, well, this is on Instagram. I think her, she goes by Rainbow Fairy on Instagram. Due to chronic health, I am creatively inclined. When I read that, it made me smile. I was like, oh my God, that is such a cool title, you know? I'm creatively inclined, darling. This is just what I am. Problem? <laughs> I'm fine. It's just... <laughs> when I read that, I was like, oh, that's so cool. That really is. I like that. Another one. This is from at Carrie and Jessie. You might remember her from previous episodes. Um, Healing as best as I can for future employment. To me, that's another one hitting the nail right on the head because I think, yeah, you're healing as best you can and maybe trying to kind of figure out what's like, you know, what rhythms suit you. If you can work remotely from home for a company, then happy days. If not, then you know what I mean? There's there's a few options available. Um, this one as well. This one is from, I believe, Petra on Twitter. Can't work due to ill health. For me, I'm kind of the same. When I go to an appointment and someone says to me, what do you do? I kind of say, well, literally, they have kind of my health conditions written down on a piece of paper anyway. And it's kind of like, they look down at what it is, like, what's written down, and they're like, yeah, there's, there's no way she can work. Yeah, why, why am I even asking? You know, that, I mean, it pretty much speaks for itself at this point in time. So it's kind of like, when they say, what do you do? And it's kind of, when they look down, they're like, ah, yeah, kind of got my answer there, didn't I? Yep, moving on type of thing. So for me, I have to stop myself from saying podcaster because I didn't get paid for it. 
it's weird because there's an advert on TV, and I think it's for Nationwide, and one of their adverts, it says, we are what we do, and that's kind of what defines you. So for me, it's like, even though I don't get paid, I spend an awful lot of time doing this, so maybe I am what I do, you know? It's kind of, it's a double-edged sword, because in my mind, I still remember the time when I was unemployed, and it was like, you have to find a job, you have to do this, you have to get above this amount of hours, you have to do this. If you don't do this by July, you're going back on the work programme, or you have to fill out um, a form, and you have to have all these jobs, and it was kind of like, knock, 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 and that was all you were experiencing. However, now, I find it slightly different, because it's kind of like, I'm able to figure out, it sucks that Chronic Health has done it, but you're able to kind of find out, like, okay, you know, I'm able to be creative because obviously my mental health needs this. But I think that going forward, I mean, whatever you do, I think that it's important to factor in mental health. And it isn't until just recently I realised how important it is to have it. I'll be honest, where I live sometimes has gotten me down because I think where I live, as mentioned, there isn't much here. But I do find that with the internet, you can do an awful lot. And I think if you have the internet and you have social media, then really, kind of to an extent, the world's your oyster. Because, I mean, you can literally, you have a whole universe on your phone, on your tablet, or on your computer. And as as the human race, we're very lucky in that respect. So, um, yeah, I wonder where you live. Do you live somewhere where it's kind of rural? Do you live in a city? Has it affected your chances of being employed? Have you actually had to move due to employment? Let me know, won't you? You can let me know on the blog post of this um, podcast episode. If you're listening via a podcast app, you can just, uh, usually it kind of tells you my website address, you know, it's all very technological. If you want to find me, it's thequirkygems.wordpress.com. I upload a picture to my Instagram and my Twitter, so if you do want to have your say, you can just leave a comment. I see it. And maybe at the end of the month, when I kind of do a roundup, you know, a crafty minute, I might kind of make reference to the shout-out, and we can talk about it a little more, you know? Uh, So, yeah, have you had to move? Have you, like, scored the greatest job in the world? Do you love your job? Do you struggle a little bit with chronic illness? Is it something you find a bit of a struggle, or is it... Does it work well because you have like a rhythm and you have your chronic illness and it works well with the symptoms? Let me know. This is something that I would like to see. Pretty much before my time on this mortal coil comes to an end, I would like to see what this kind of, you know, what employment feels like where I don't have to leave the house doing nine to five because now you have people that don't have to do that. You know, you, I mean... It used to be that if you were a housewife or you kind of maybe you were retired or something, it kind of had like, you had the ability, if you could find a company, you might be able to work from home, but that was only for like a little kind of portion of the population. Maybe now, depends on the company and also I guess it depends on the economic standpoint, Brexit, a lot of companies going to be thinking, okay, can I... Can I employ someone to work remotely? Do I have to have them in the vicinity to be able to work with them? It's interesting moving forward. But I think in a way we are very lucky to have social media and online because a lot of opportunities can present themselves that way. So, um, yeah, that's all for episode 84. And for episode 85, if you are a migraine sufferer, this episode might... It might just 
be the one for you. We're going to be talking about living with migraines. It's autumn 2019 right now. And um, we're going into the end of October. How this happened, I don't know. But we're going into the end of October. And I've noticed that my migraines are kind of, I'm having to balance it. If you live with migraines, let me know. Let me know what works for you. Let me know what doesn't. Um, this, you know, is stress a is stress something you've got to worry about? What are your preventatives? I call them firewalls, as I talked about in episode eighty three. But what are your preventatives? Maybe you've never had a migraine and you're curious to see what they feel like. I'm going to be talking about the kind of migraines I get, and um, it'd be great to hear from you. So if you want to, you can contact me on my socials. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. It's at Gems Quirky on both of those. And if you want to follow me via the website, you can. It's thequirkygem.wordpress.com. Episodes come out usually twice a week. There's some great things happening here at Quirky Gems Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And um, yeah, it's been a great episode, isn't it? Compared to what I was recording the other day, it's kind of, it's amazing how uh, different a few days can be, isn't it? So, um, thank you so much for listening. For chronic illness, creativity and conversation, you know what I'm going to say. Keep it here, guys, only at Quirky Gems Podcast. <laughs>